it's working. Wow, another month, another blonde baby, huh? Same one. Uh, same one. But he's getting bigger. Yeah, he is. Huge. Oh, that's fun. Fun little babes. Hey, how's it going? Good. Oh, good. Hey, Hunter. When Mama calls you, you're going to have to go back upstairs. Hey, Hunter, are there any fish in there next to you? Yes. Zebra oh. fish guppies. I got fish. Cool. Finally. Did it snow? Did it snow? Yes. Nice. Do you think Anthony or Paul are going to come? Good question. Hey, Jessica. Your mom's calling. How was the trip? Going up. Mom's calling you. It was good. We're still, well, I'm still recovering, <clears throat> but it was a lot of fun. Wait, recovering from what? I missed that. That trip that we just went on. The crazy trip that I do not advise going on with a toddler. Where did you go? We went to. Yeah, count Bert. it down. Walk it down. Let's go through it. I want to hear. Well, if I name all the places we really went, it would be even more crazy. But we spent time in Berlin and then Edinburgh and a few days on the island of Skye and a night in Glasgow and then a night in Zurich before we flew out back to the States. So you flew into Germany, took a train up to, to Scotland, so we and flew, then took a boat over to Isle of Man. We flew to Frankfurt, connected to Berlin, spent a few days there, flew from Berlin to Edinburgh. Oh, boo. You should have taken a train. Uh, <laughs> it's easier. And honestly, it's so cheap to fly within Europe right now. Always, oh, honestly. Bet. But um, And then we rented a car and drove out to Sky and back to Glasgow and then flew Glasgow to Zurich via Frankfurt again. Have you driven on the opposite side of the road before? Neither of us had, but I found it to be fine, honestly. I was we were really worried about it, but I think it helped that we were mostly just driving in like really rural areas. So there wasn't a lot of traffic. We went to the Cayman Islands in 2008 and got scooters and went around and, and uh yeah not almost i mean who was it jason was it you or was it jg that almost is jason there anymore he changed to his picture and took it on mute sorry my son is being hard to go put to bed Say oh hi. hunter see ya say bye good night hunter say good night they miss you <laughs> yes, Anyways, it was renting scooters in the Caribbean was amazing. It was either Jason or Jason Gillespie that was on the right side of the road, and then a truck came and they almost got in the wreck. Oh gosh, it was uh, it was Gillespie. It was Gillespie. <laughs> That's my nightmare. I thought it was going to be a lot harder to stay on the left. The hardest thing, honestly, was that the roads where we were mostly are were so narrow. So it was just kind of hard to stay on the road. 
in general, but not hard to stay on the correct side of the road. If yeah. That makes sense. You're just in the middle, no matter what, and you just have to drift left. Yeah, like where we stayed, it was just one lane roads with passing, <laughs> like little passing bits every once in a while. So. Were there like wood or like uh, stone hedgerows? I didn't really notice any, not where we were. It was very rocky on the island, but no man-made hedgerows that I saw. I liked your pictures. Thank you. Oh, um, what about Anthony? Is he going to come? Paul, do you know? How are you, Paul? <laughs> I'm doing well. Sorry. Um, I was talking to a kid in the background as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard one way or the other about Anthony. So sorry. I'm not a bundle of information today. Um, I haven't been traveling internationally. Um, so I don't have anything cool to report on that side. I know, kind of a letdown. Um, what have I been up to? Just professorizing, doing the nerdy stuff. We're taking the midterm this week. Uh, students are kind of freaking out, but they're doing really well, and it's a really easy midterm, so they'll do just fine. And um, oh, and our three kids are going to be Jack Skellington is Joey, our ten-year-old, and then T- Jacob, our six-year-old, is going to be a Black Widow. It, like when you lift your arms, like it lifts all the other arms and uh-huh. it is a sweet costume. And Tommy, who originally wanted to be a snowman vampire is now going to only be a vampire. And <laughs> it's a cute costume, but I was a little let down because he was four and he wanted to be a snowman vampire. And I was like, Halloween is awesome when you have kids. So, um, so that's kind of the excitement that we have. I know. Love it. I've got kind of a cold. Rachel kind of has a cold. Jessica's getting over her trip. Um, yeah, fun. It's good to see all your faces, though. Did you all, who all listened to the Rachel Whitwer Erickson? Was it just Sean? On the, the, I think just me. <laughs> I, I'm the listener this month. You're the listener. And we were going to have a Weezer discussion last Sunday, but Andrew had to postpone, so we'll have it next Sunday. So stay tuned for that, loyal listener, Sean. <laughs> that reminds me, I saw a Weezer meme in the last, a Weezer-related meme in the last few weeks that I meant to send you guys that I'm going to send to the text right now. I'm sorry, it's slightly violent, but it made me laugh a lot. Yeah, I see a lot more Weezer. I think it's because I'm, it's like one of those, like if you're shopping for a car, you see that type of car. Like I see Weezer everywhere, (laughs) it seems. I definitely have the algorithms all feeding me Weezer stuff. For some reason, YouTube for like for years now has been trying to get me to watch a video that's 
the blue album, but it removes all of Rivers' vocals, so it's only Matt Sharp's falsetto backup vocals. Uh-huh. It's like I'm never gonna watch that, but <laughs> they keep feeding it to me. Yeah, mine is uh, what was it? Uh, Rivers was on Conan O'Brien needs I a keep friend getting or those whatever. Ones too. I wa- I watched one of them, so now it thinks I want to watch all of them, <laughs> sure. but I don't. <laughs> no, no thanks. Too much Weezer. All right, and then, oh, I don't know. Oh, you didn't send it to the chat. You just send it to the text. Yeah, sorry, that would take too long. I'd have to send it to my signal and then copy and paste it. <laughs> Love it. <coughs> All right, I'll put it on mute next time I need to cough. Anybody else have any... Um, news i forgot our our segments oh carrie it's the spooky season any spooky related movie news to relate i don't remember what i related last time i saw barbarian in the theater did i talk about that last time i did um i saw i'm like halfway through this series called wild new cherry flavor and it's insane and it's great um i don't know i tried watching like horror films on tubi and amazon prime but they're more like made for tv thrillers that try to be horrorish but they're not they're just like almost like lifetime oh ish which is fine but it's not like it's not scratching that itch um you watched that one about a live streamer a live streamer yeah like a youtube guy that was making videos live streaming and there were all these ghosts and whatever i saw like 10 minutes of it and i was making fun of it the whole time do you remember anyone that was in it i've seen a lot no. of like live streaming horror <laughs> oh that, that's the problem no <laughs> Yeah, I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> that's a that's a genre unto itself. I guess so. <laughs> it um, yeah, I've been mostly listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, like my favorite murder is a great one, but especially um, something was wrong. If you're into podcasts, that's a great one. It's more like women that were lied to and gaslit and catfished and stuff. And sometimes there's like major other crimes involved. That's really, really good. It's amazing. So something was wrong. You should listen to it. It sounds like a rough listen. I listened to something called Normal Gossip where they just like tell gossip secondhand and like detailed stories. (laughs) And it's like cozy. So it's not like intense i don't think i can handle an intense podcast listen i've decided that i'm a connoisseur of cozy so if it's like got some old school 80s bbc period piece real slow that's like where my or and especially if it's like a murder mystery set like that i'm all about it Um, okay, that was Carrie's horror moment. Jessica, you've been watching any series? 
don't think so because we were gone for a lot of the time that intervened between our last episode and this one but vaguely in the horror vein I watched Midnight Mass last year and really loved it and I haven't been able to get anyone else in my life to watch it I mean obviously you have Carrie (laughs) but my little brother just started watching it by himself and he's been texting me constantly like this show is so amazing and I'm so gratified it just feels really good so everybody if you want I'll try to keep it spoiler free but at the very end that lady's monologue about like life after death and just like the stuff of stars and stuff I like rewatch just that one part it's so good and her monologue beautiful it's in one of the earlier episodes about her baby and like the life that they would have had oh man mm-hmm. no me. so powerful so it's good. a great show yeah love Watch it. it that's all rings of power was great house of dragon was whatever that's all bachelor in paradise still going strong i love it. watching andor no. Yes, slowly. Andor's Andor is great. I mean, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. It's gotten it, we only watched like the first 3 episodes and it it's like a very slow burn at first, so I don't think we've gotten to the good stuff yet, but I'm excited to get into it cuz it's I can oh, I yes. can sense that it could be good. Yeah. It's getting there. I like it. And the cast is great. Hi. Well, Rachel scheduled <clears throat> Rachel scheduled um, passport pictures or passport at the uh, Indian Springs post office, which is like 40 minutes away in the desert. And we show up, seven people, got all our paperwork ready and got all our, paid all this money to get seven passports. And it's in progress right now. Where are you going? Um nowhere yet probably spring break northern england but we'll see can i recommend scotland and berlin those too far north don't do that with a bunch of kids (laughs) with five kids yeah it's gonna be great why why northern england that's where i served my mission like all the way up to the scottish border oh nice rachel's brother lives in harrogate yeah, yeah, that was part of my mission. I didn't serve there, but yeah, if you guys want to look for places to visit, um, let me know. Wait a second. Do you have two dogs? Two dogs. We got a puppy. Which what? one's the puppy? We got a puppy like three months ago. This one is. What? Oh, wow. He's an idiot. How is this the first we're hearing about it? <laughs> I thought the first we... I'm hearing about it. I thought mm, I'm sure she's been mentioned. I don't know that she has. I don't think really? so. I, yeah, I think this is the surprise twist. This is something <laughs> I would definitely this is her. remember. <laughs> I know she's ridiculous. Her name is Safi after the Greek poetess. What we call her Sappho and Safi and Saffron. Laffy Taffy Safi. Okay, Pete, that's enough, dude. <laughs> we love her, and she's a hot mess. How do the two dogs get along? They don't, but um, Safi's slowly learning Freddie's boundaries. Right now. Yeah, Freddie's just old and cranky and wants to be left alone, and Safi's a puppy and wants to tackle everything. 
so to be friends they're they're kind of reaching an equilibrium but like they don't like each other very much Freddie just follows me around all the time that's always been his his mo i have photographic evidence that they cuddle on occasion so that's so fun yeah and then jason uh i don't know tell us about let's see there's gardening there's fish there's clint's reptiles what is will up to is will planning any extravagant halloween parties uh he finished his extravagant halloween party it was super early it was like on the sixth oh okay um and it was insane uh i got there did he make a 10 foot tall like stranger things it was ginormous yeah it was huge and uh i got there and like five minutes in i'm like i gotta get out of here (laughs) there's way too many bodies way too many people it was did you know anybody uh there's some people from uh work or whatever but there's a lot of his uh evermore friends and stuff Uh um (laughs) there's that i got fish trying trying those out um clint's reptiles is doing good the garden is dead now that uh the snow came Mm -hmm. got one last harvest before the snow came and now it's gone and now i need to clean up anything else i found a hurricane what's in hurricane my dad Hurricane Leverkin. <laughs> hey, Rachel, are you on? It's- I have a question about Leverkin. Do you think somebody told me that it's called Leverkin because there's La Virgen River, like the Virgin River? Oh. And they thought that, like, Anglo-Americans probably just couldn't pronounce the Spanish word for that river that they had. And they're like, it's Leverkin River, you know, like, so I wondered if that was true or not. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know. These and and other questions will be answered. Lots of of polygamists down there, though. Yeah, they probably can't speak the perfect Spanish. (laughs) Speak polygamist English. So (laughs) that'll be all right. Oh, guys, I have a, a thing that I watched that you should watch around Halloween time, which is the Freaks and Geeks Halloween episode called Trick or Treat. It is a seasonal favorite, and it's the best of the best. So there is no horror whatsoever. So, Carrie, I'm so sorry. But uh, my wife and I would just rewatch. We do that like every Halloween. It's the Freaks and Geeks Trick or Treat episode. So it's, it's one for the books. What's the premise? Cause I've, I've seen the whole series like yeah, 10 years so, ago. So Sam Weir is in uh-huh. ninth grade and is too old to go trick or treating, uh-huh. but he hasn't really gone through puberty and all of his buddies are like equally young looking. So they're like, we'd need one last bash of uh-huh. trick or treating. And Lindsay, the older sister has been asked by mom to give out like trick or treating stuff but she wants to go hang out with the freaks 
And so Lindsay is hanging out with the freaks while Sam is trick-or-treating and then mayhem ensues <laughs> <clears throat> with the opening scene of Bill, like getting paid $10 to drink when they put all kind of foodstuffs in, um, uh-huh, yep. in a blender. Is and Bill like Sam Levine or is, is Bill, um, what's his I name? I don't think so. I can't remember what it, I mean, they're all From like Spider-Man. In, yeah. They're like just essentially everybody who's in like Paul Feig and Judd Apatow movies at this point. Right. It's like yeah. everybody who started at that point. So, but yeah, that's, that's my suggestion for a Halloween bash. Love it. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. And now I'm going back to mute. <laughs> Rachel, we had you on video. Any, any news updates from you before we get into this movie? Hi. Hi. Sorry, it's taking me a while to find the mute button. Updates. Um, I read some books. I don't know if I talked about the books last time, but it's a family from Iran that their mom, this is siblings, a brother and a sister, and their mom. Um, can you guys hear me? Because yep. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Their mom converted to Christianity, and so they had to leave Iran because the police were trying to detain them, whatever. And so they went to the UK and eventually made it to like Arkansas or something. And the brother's book is hilarious. It's called everything sad is untrue is really good and yar then i chose for my book club the sister's book not knowing that they were siblings and and her book is called the ungrateful refugee and it was really good but not like funny or anything but iran stand with Iranian woman. Love it. Rachel is a reader. If you follow her Goodreads. All right. She's like we... the only person on my Goodreads that still <laughs> posts to Goodreads. It's yeah. great. So are you still posting I Goodreads? Started Sean? Posting... I still yeah. yeah, I still record everything on Goodreads. I just hardly ever read anything. So I'm getting better. I started posting again because I have this all this homeschool stuff that I wanted to add on there and then we have a homeschool book club and everyone decided to follow each other on Goodreads so now I get likes on all of my posts. Nice I <laughs> still haven't got weird. any lights on my my uh, my letterbox because yeah. I don't have any friends on letterbox it's just like a journal so I'm going to go through my diary on letterbox from the last movie we watched which was called what did we watch last time um three identical strangers i didn't log that guys sorry i have to put it in retroactively (laughs) all right i watched oh what I sent them to you, Chad. Okay, thanks, Hope Rachel. Take care of them. <laughs> Go have Lawrence get you ice cream in your bowl. Oh, Lawrence is doing math homework. Guys, we got kids. 
All right. I watched Dr. No. I gave it three and a half stars. I said it was more boring than I remembered. Still a fun watch. I watched Uncharted. I gave it three stars. And I said Double Cross? More like Triple Cross. I watched it with Owen. And even Owen, who is 12, decided that. <laughs> He's like, wait a second. How'd that happen? That's not possible. <laughs> I'm like, you're not supposed to. Of course it's not possible. It's Uncharted with Mark Wahlberg and Spider-Man. He loved it, though. We watched Tokus Pocus. Three and a half stars. <clears throat> I said, the beginning took too long, or it took too long for the witches to come back. Bet was great. Sarah Jessica Parker was so horny. Loved Binks. You know, for kids. And I watched The North Man, five stars. I said, so much gooey blood, vengeance, brooding. Did anybody else see that movie? A lot I of watched part of it this morning when I had two cavities filled at the dentist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was like enjoyable. Uh -huh. <laughs> so didn't get to finish it, but I watched it. Wow, wow, wow. Well, if you finish it, there's so much gooey blood. I refuse to watch it on principle because Nicole Kidman plays Alexander Skarsgård's mother and they're almost the same age. Is that true? Yes. They're like he's, four years apart. If he's that. that old? I didn't realize he was that old. She put on like old makeup though. Didn't they play like a married couple in Big Little yeah, Lies? Yeah, in Big Little Lies. Yeah, they've been married before. It's totally weird. It offended me. Oh, okay. Just kidding. I'm I'm kidding. I heard it was really good. <laughs> I mean, she's not the best part of it. There's other good parts. Uh, and then that's it. And I watched my movie, which was From Russia with Love. Um, what do I do? Go through the plot and then watch the trailer? And why I chose this movie? I chose the 1963 Sean Connery classic, second entry in the James Bond franchise of 25 movies. So this is number two. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why I like it so much, but I do. And watching it with Rachel, she's like, Am I ruining this movie for you? Because <laughs> she doesn't love it. <laughs> I'm like, nothing can make me not like this movie. Uh, good memories of it from when I was a kid. I watched it like 10 years ago. And I just remembered the opening and the brutal fist fight in the train. And that was pretty much it. And then I watched it last week. And yeah, those those are still the two parts that really stood out is the the opening and the brutal fist fight from the train. Um, I watched Doctor No, and it's a lot more exciting than Doctor No. Is it? Let me think. It's not more exciting than Doctor No. It's more grounded. Doctor No is like in Jamaica, and then on this island in this lair. <clears throat> this one is more in two locations in budapest and then on a train and that's pretty much it um 
it's got a lot more of the James Bond tropes of like, uh, who was it? Q that comes out with his gadgets. This is the first time that we see Q. Um, we see M, Money Penny. Uh, he's got a friend that's like the best character in the movie, and then that friend dies, and that happens like in every single James Bond. And a lot of one-liners. I forgot how many one-liners that Sean Connery was supposed to say or did say. <clears throat> I remember loving Sean Connery, or it's like when I was a kid, who's my favorite James Bond? And I'd say, oh, Sean Connery's the best. Roger Moore is just so bad because he's like uh, blonder hair than Sean Connery. And that was like the reason. And there's movies because I've seen Moonraker on TBS or whatever. I'm like, Sean Connery's so much better than that. But I think if I go back now, I think I'd learn to like Roger Moore more. But when Pierce Brosman came and was the James Bond, that was like GoldenEye on the 64. Pierce Brosman looked exactly like James Bond. I pictured James Bond as a kid. And that's pretty much it. Okay, the movie, the plot. Ready for it? Cold open. James or James Bond is in a hedgerow and he's getting hunted by this other guy. And James Bond like shoots randomly and he gets killed. But guess what? They pull off a mask and he's got a mustache. So we know it's not James Bond. It's someone that's trained, like this henchman is being trained to kill James Bond. And then all the floodlights come on in this mansion and everyone gives a clap. And then we go to the opening credits. And of course, there's gypsy belly dancing with projected credits on top of bellies with shaking for an extended period of time. Too long. And then, I don't remember, James Bond is recruited to go <clears throat> oh, it's been, no, we go to like Spectre's boat and it's got this mysterious guy petting a, uh, a Are we really doing no, a scene no, by scene? No, we're not doing scene by scene. But well, <laughs> just till we get to James Bond, they're Keep on this boat chat. and this boat is like, the, the way you can tell it's on a boat is because the camera's moving back and forth and it was so good. <laughs> and then there's Kleb and oh, the chess scene. Guys, this movie has all these good scenes. <laughs> so the, the bad guys, Russia has this decoder machine. Spectre is not Russia and not the US. They are some other organization. I looked it up. Who's ready to know what Spectre stands for? It stands for Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. So I guess this one is revenge and extortion because their specter's plan is to have the u.s no the the english mi6 or whatever it is steal the decoder machine from russia from the embassy then specter's gonna steal it from james bond and then extort russia a bunch of money to give them back their decoder machine 
Wow. Good plan. And they got poison shoes. Cats. James Bond goes down. They know it's a trap. And he teams up with this girl. And what else happens plot-wise? Oh, there's an assassination attempt or something. And so they have to go to a gypsy camp for like 20 minutes for no points at all. And, and then James Bond turns out he saves the king's, the gypsy king's life. So he's now the gypsy king's son and chief's son. And he gets to pick between two gypsy ladies to be his wife or something. Then he just leaves. And, um, oh, there's a, no, there's a big shootout. <clears throat> oh, I forgot to mention, guys, the bad guy, the henchman is, what's his name? Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw is laying on his belly in a tiny, tiny towel. And he's getting a massage and he stands up and I'm like, oh, those are sweet shorts. And he stands up and like, oh, that is a towel. That is like <laughs> very small. <laughs> and it was so funny that he's supposed to be like this big henchman. And he's just like a, like a barrel bodied big guy, you know, he's got just regular arms. He's like the toughest guy. I loved it. Like if it was filmed today, you'd have some type, some rock or everyone's got to be ripped with tons of muscles. But in 63, you can just have a barrel chest and put some oil on you. and You're ready to go. James Bond blows up the embassy, steals it. They go to a train. But guess what? Robert Shaw's on the train and kills his friend. And then they jump off the train and get attacked by a helicopter, then get attacked by some boats, and then get saved. I think, they no, I don't remember what happens at the end or how it ends. But then it comes back and says, James Bond will be back in Goldfinger. So it was like another plug for the third book. Also from Russia with Love, the, the song was on the radio in the movie. and. Uh, the James Bond theme song, you know, like that dun 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 That music only played when he was going into a hotel room, like at the least exciting times in the movie. Like, why are they playing the James Bond theme right now? <laughs> Anyways, great movie. Let's watch the trailer, Jason. could be more exciting than the first. Trilenco. 
Take a look. You should remember him. This man kills for pleasure. James Bond, the notorious, amazing Dr. No secret agent is back. And half the world is out to kill him. As he fits his murderous talents against the Iron Curtain and its velvet women. Well, I'll tell you something, Coltoni. You're one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. I think my mouth is too big. No, it's the right size. For me, that is. From Russia with love comes Tatiana. Fate for the trap. From the four corners of the world come the men and women who play a deadly, dangerous game of espionage. Do not be alarmed, my friend. We will make you as comfortable as possible. Ali Karim Bey, head of Station T, Turkey. Krasnogramsky, codename Grant. Chief executioner of Spectre. My orders are to kill you and deliver the lector. All I do, it's my business. M of British Secret Service. The woman called Rosa Kleb playing a double, double cross. Romano, the door. Romano! Sophia. From Venice to Istanbul. From Paris to London. Agent 007 cuts an inimitable path through the palaces and boudoirs of espionage. Dems, you're hurting me. I'll be worse than that if you don't tell me. I'm doing this under orders I know. And what are they? Even if you kill me, I can say nothing. Should have just watched the preview. The whole movie's in there. Pretty much was. Showed the whole fight. <clears throat> the best was when she put on some the lingerie in the train and like twirled around. <laughs> it looked like like old lady night a nightgown. It was so great. So many layers and so much lace. Oh man, what a movie! All right. Everyone knows that I loved it, but you don't have to. And that's why we're here for Rachel's opinion of why she doesn't like this movie. <laughs> um, who wants to start? Rachel, do you want to start? Then you can go get Henry. Yeah, I'll start. Cool. Um, my notes are upstairs, though. But I took like three notes. Oh, <laughs> my first note was... Yeah, Rachel sat down. Ready to watch this movie. Got her notebook and pen out. And then like 15 minutes in, it was like, there's no point of taking any more notes. 
<laughs> My first note was, why are his lips pink? Um, did he just eat a lollipop? Or is it from kissing all the girls? That was my first note. And then. That's a lot. What else did I think about it? Um, Face Off? Is this like the inspiration for the movie Face Off? Maybe. And. Uh, I think that's when I stopped writing notes. <laughs> So I'm going to spare Chad and not say all the things that they don't like, like I do to everybody else. <laughs> Tell us everything. Yeah, say a couple <laughs> of things at least. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, Sean Connery's great. But he didn't have an accent, which makes me think, like, was he just hamming up his accent all his life? And well, James Bond is English and Sean Connery yeah, is Scottish, is so he was trying to not do a thick Scottish accent. And maybe yeah. he hadn't come into his like, what's that movie he did with uh Catherine Zeta Jones or The Rock? That was like a real thick Sean Connery accent, and this one is just more like a quippy English, more. I don't know. You're right, Rachel. Yeah. Um, oh, well, you said something about like how they're supposed to be like these really strong men or whatever, and their bodies are just kind of like not, well, they're not like the rock, that's for sure. And so then I noticed just their bodies the whole time and they're a little bit flabby, I guess. I mean, they don't look like they work out. Oh, Sean Connery looks like a 70-year-old for some reason. He's 35. He was 33. 33. Yeah, he was born in 1930, and this was a 1963 movie. It was probably shot in 1962 and released in 63. Yeah. So he was as the oldest he could be is 33. Yeah. He looked really old. I just turned 40. I still feel like I'm 28. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it's like such a stereotypical movie that it's not, there's not really anything bad to say about it because this is what you expect. I expected it to be bad. I didn't have high hopes. So it met my expectations. <laughs> Love it. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, obviously it was inspiration for that other parody movie with um, the comedian from Saturday Night Live. Oh, Austin Powers? Yeah. And that's it. I gotta go. All right. Love you. <laughs> love you. And love you too, Jason. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next?
I'll open it up. Not assigning anybody this time. Fine, I'll assign someone. It's going to go Sean, Carrie, Jessica, Paul, Jason. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm on team Rachel. Um, Carrie refused to watch this with me because she didn't want me to ruin it for her because we all knew that this isn't a movie that was made for Sean. Carrie, next um, time we'll do like a, a watch along together <laughs> when it's something cheesy like this. We know that Sean and Rachel aren't going to like them. That's all. Yeah, no, like I totally agree with Rachel's conclusion. Like I went into it knowing what it was going to be and it was that thing. Um, my main exposure to James Bond was like the Nintendo 64 game, which I played a lot and like the Austin Powers movies. I like looking at the list of James Bond movies. I know I've seen a lot of the like recent ones, but I can't point to a single old one that I can say, yes, I know I watched this movie beginning to end. They were on TNT all the time. So I've seen a lot of old James Bond, but like, I don't know which movies I've actually seen. So it was kind of fun to like actually watch one of these from beginning to end, especially an early one and see like how these tropes existed like from the beginning, like that training scene, that's just great. They've got like flamethrower training and karate and knife fighting. And it's like all right there in the same spot. I wanna to go to that place. Like that's, that's amazing. And then um, we talk about how they have like actual human targets sometimes. Yeah, like which was like, the, op that's, the opening. That's scene. like the closing line. They're like, sometimes we, have, yeah, sorry. Uh -huh. They're like, yeah, we use actual targets because experience <laughs> is better than practice. And yeah, that was the opening scene is they just get some guy and they're like, all right, put on a James Bond mask. You're going to die tonight. <laughs> I, um, I, I think that um, all job interviews should just be like you get someone to wear like a kitchen towel around their waist and then you punch them with brass knuckles and you're like yep that's the guy um yes that's so good <laughs> um but it, like th these were my notes is it's just like what jokes did i think of while i was watching it um i wonder i want to get jason's take as a fish owner on how it feels to watch fish like tear each other apart on film like yeah, that's those something are, that you couldn't put in a movie now. That was real, and I didn't didn't like that part at all. <laughs> I mean, in these early James Bonds, there's like they're killing animals, and it's not good. Yeah. And I guess the other thing that I this happens to me every single James Bond movie is like I know that James Bond is going to be like objectifying women, and that everyone's going to be like over sexualized. But every time I watch it, I'm like, oh wow, this is like a lot, even for 1963. Like, we're gonna take the director of photography and project his name on a woman's butt and just have her shake it for a while. Like, that's that's the movie we're watching. So, I don't know, it's, um, there are definitely worse examples of objectification of women, but like, it's, it's pretty blatant in these movies and, you know, right from at least movie number two, it was already there. Um, nice so love it yeah so i i mean it was it was fun it was a fun movie i like it was fine but it wasn't like a movie for me you remember a funeral in berlin from a couple years ago with michael mm -hmm. kane as the spy i don't know if i like that 
type of spy movie. They're so different. Yeah. Like, that was a 1966 spy movie. And this is a 1963. And that was like made to do the counter tropes of instead of having like I don't know. They're just it's fun to watch them two different 60s spy movies and be completely different is all. Michael Yeah, Pine. it's weird how both of them like hit a lot of tropes, but they're just completely different tone to the movie, I guess. Love it. Anything else before we go to Carrie? We're going to get an opposite reaction. Um maybe I think that's it. All right, Carrie, you're up. Um, so I agree with John. I felt like this was one of the most egregious examples of the male gaze I have ever seen. <laughs> it's like unabashed, unapologetic, unembarrassed. It's just 007 on a woman's chest at the very beginning. Um, yeah, when it first started and they had like like a soft opening credits and it was like really weak sauce and it's like oh that was like really phoned in and then they did like the whole like spy scene where Robert Shaw killed the dude and then they really did the credits and it's like oh I wish they had just kept with <laughs> what they did earlier because yeah the belly dancing opening credit scene was um not meant for me and half of the population of the earth so um i feel like i didn't realize it was the second james bond movie ever made when i watched it i swear i did a huge james bond marathon like a decade or two ago but all i really remembered were like the two gypsy girls fighting um one thing i was confused about maybe chad you could answer this is like, how did they get like the Russian girl and James Bond together? Cause it seemed like the story they went with was, oh, this Russian spy saw a photo of James Bond and fell in love with him. And now they want James Bond to know that and like set them up as like a me cute or like, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get that part. Well, Cleb's not working for russia anymore she defected over to specter yeah but, but nobody knows that so she went to this girl and told her that she's going to be working for russia to go mm -hmm. to go seduce james yeah Bond. i caught that part yeah <clears throat> and she wasn't told why she just did it mm -hmm. just because do it, russia, do it or yeah. else you're gonna die and then so and then they send mi6 saying that there's this cute girl that likes James Bond and James Bond needs to come down and get this decoder machine because this cute girl likes him. And the MI6 is like, it's a trap, but we're going to go anyways. And then the, the Russia is like, oh, Spectre's like, the English are going to know it's a trap, but they're going to go anyways. So that's kind of fun. And so he goes down thinking that she's going to defect and get him the decoder ring or decoder machine. Your question is, why did james go down or why did this girl want to hook up with him the girl like wanted how, to hook up with him how was the arrangement was yeah but like how was the arrangement made like james bond was just told there's this random russian spy that has a thing for him no. because she saw a photo of him yeah james bond was requested from by by this girl that wanted to defect 
Okay, so the story so was she's... that a Russian spy wanted to defect <clears throat> to James Bond. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, because uh, he was so cute or whatever. I'm not sure the reason why. And that's why okay. they think it's a trap, is because why would this one Russian girl want to defect? But she's so pretty that James Bond can go and turn her, mm-hmm. even though it's a setup. I thought he was like 45 in this movie. I didn't realize he was <laughs> I 33. I know. <laughs> I mean, he's like a good looking man and everything, but I got a kick out of what Rachel said about um, them being all barrel chested. That's totally true. They all had like slightly better than average dad bods. And that's like all it took to be like considered like a bodybuilder. They could beat me up. That's for sure. Man. How yeah. tall is Sean Connery? I want to say he's like six feet. Like he's pretty tall, right? I don't know. He was six two. Six two. But even like the with the barrel chested dad bods, like they would comment on each other's body, like James Bond, like talking to the bad guys, like I could tell you work out or whatever, you know? Like <laughs> like that's like how he like that how he starts it up. He's like, Yeah, like you, you seem pretty swole for 63, am I right? <laughs> like so yeah. Basically the lesson is no one is safe from the male gaze in this movie. <laughs> I, I mean, um, yeah, even M has a story. Remember when like James Bond is telling a story about what they did in Japan and Minnie Punny had to leave because they were getting into like stories about james bond and m like no one is safe yeah only cute i i got a kick out of robert shaw's character i really liked him i think the only i'm sure i've seen him in other stuff but most memorably was uh jaws and he was fantastic in that so it was interesting to see him as like this blonde uh-huh. henchman type but i thought it was interesting too where they found him like in an asylum and said that they like successfully indoctrinated him, which I feel like couldn't they just like hire the guy? Know, like, why right? did they need to brainwash him? Because he, he was, seemed like all in anyway. He was already a murderer. So, yeah, like, he, he was feeling good. He yeah, Robert need, Shaw like, doing, pretending he's like the English spy saying old boy to James mm-hmm. Bond, and he ordered the red wine with the fish, and that was a tell. That he's really not an English spy, because mm-hmm. <laughs> no one orders red wine with the the, the soul. <laughs> yeah, I kept feeling like I was watching like an early archetype of like Dolph Lundgren almost, like just seeing him blonde and like I don't know. I just kept seeing like him instead of Robert Shaw during it. I thought the whole gypsy scene was ridiculous between the two women. Uh-huh. and the whole belly dancing scene sean and i with some of his family went to the leaves of the cedars of called? lebanon i forgot about that i just yeah I, is that I the one in salt lake about it yeah it's closed yeah. now i just looked it up it's closed oh yeah. no yeah, it's yeah they have belly dancers there yeah. it's a restaurant in salt lake that they have entertainment come out with belly dancers yeah and it's, and it's so like awkward. i don't know where to it's look like, i just want to eat hummus and lamb and there's like some lady belly dancing next to me like that's a restaurant that's not for sean just like this is a movie that's not for sean <laughs> man i wonder why they went out of business <laughs> oh bless i mean it's a skill like it's impressive that she could do that with her stomach but that doesn't mean like 
I want to watch her do it for yeah there's a there's 10, a time and a place minutes. yeah yeah so <laughs> anyway it, I mean it was it was fun it had its moments I liked some of the little one-liner zingers I loved the chess scene at the beginning and that just character I didn't realize like the blonde lady not blonde the red-headed lady dressed in gray was um like where Austin Powers got his like number three and number five characters from because I, I think I've only seen like the first Austin Powers movie when it first came out and that's it but like I remember you know you see those characters everywhere on like YouTube so anyway yeah it was fun there were <laughs> I like the new James Bond movies a lot when was the last time you little... saw this one? You said you, you've seen it before. If I had seen it, it would have been, gosh, I don't know if I'd seen it since we got married, maybe at like the beginning of our marriage. I'm not sure. I, I swear I've seen like almost all the James Bond movies. There was like a huge marathon, maybe on like TNT at some point. But um, yeah, I barely remember any of it. I mean, like, I couldn't even remember what movies Sean was telling me I'd recently watched. So that shows you, like, how much stays <laughs> after I watch a movie. So, but yeah, it was fun something. for what it was. Oh, Rachel's got mm -hmm. something. Okay, the scene where they're on the speedboat and they're putting the barrels of oil and then they blow them up and then this is, it's real. Those are real people catching fire and dropping into the water that's on fire and I was just like like I couldn't breathe I was like that's really happening <laughs> yeah One of the, you know Chad knows and you, I, you guys know because I think we talked about it but when there's destruction like in um uh whatever those shows are where they have the, all the kids and they're destroying everything in the house it just like drives me nuts but sometimes when it's CGI, like a cheaper actually, by the dozen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, cheaper by the dozen. I can be okay with it if it's like a CGI thing sometimes. But this was so real. And I just, I was like, somebody like call an ambulance right now. Like, this is so <laughs> bad. People are going to die. So that scene was actually I really, really good. Yeah. Compensated them well. It was a good scene. Oh, I'm sure it was, very, just, it was shot in, dramatic. it was shot in Italy. So of course they didn't compensate them well. It was just stuntmen uh, that they put on some flame proof clothes, lit them on fire, and told them to jump. Well, Kara. Yeah, that was nuts. That was crazy. Like, and is that just normal? Was that normal back then? It was just like movies were like that. Because stunt doubles and all of that kind of stuff. Like, were stuntmen just totally okay with things? I mean, there's Evil Knievel, and he did stuff like that. But you don't see that anymore. Oh no, you're fine. Yeah, no, I thought that was a great, great scene. How they they did all the destruction, especially once the fire had started. Oh, another thing that bothered me too is like how blase James Bond was about just like talking about state secrets and like who cares if you can overhear. Um, just like having perfectly like he needs to whisper <laughs> more like if they're out to eat or are you saying he's a bad spy in front of a train yes yeah, he's, <laughs> at least when no it comes to, like, keeping <laughs> like a right. small 
but that that scene where Robert Altman not Altman uh, Robert Shaw is walking along the train and watching him I thought that was fantastic that might have been like my favorite scene just because it was like so menacing and just yeah it was great he's like got a match a lighter will do Mm -hmm. oh what else does he say what's the code I forgot the code already Jason did you have it written down No, doesn't he say I just carry a lighter or I only Except carry a lighter? It goes out or something like that. Except for when it goes out. I don't know. There was some code word that Robert Shaw overheard. Then he killed mm-hmm. the, the spy at the train stop and stole his briefcase and took his place. Yeah, James is yeah, a bad I like spy. The, the um, one guy that was his friend and then murdered. I was sad when that happened because he was really charming except for when he was telling the russian lady that he was really charming (laughs) over and over again it was like stop looking her up and down right in front of her and calling her charming over and over (laughs) well he was working at his desk and like (laughs) this girl wanted to (laughs) this girl really wanted him so whiny so whiny and he's like (laughs) back to the salt mines and he stands up and then he get that his desk blows up or whatever so Mm. she saved his life lesson learned anything else carrie so your middle on it call i guess it's like i would i'd give it like a 65 yeah 60 65 cool all right jessica let's hear your opinions I don't have very many. I have to be honest. I fell asleep during the middle of it, but that's okay. The trailer, um, the trailer showed everything. So I know. I mean, I, I, I was awake for the important parts. I just, my body like shuts down at nine o'clock every day. And I obviously watched it right before we met. So it got a little dicey there for a few minutes. Um, the opening scene where they're having like the little fake James Bond walking around, but it's actually Sean Connery. It was funny because I, this is, I've seen a lot of James Bond movies, but I've never watched this one before. And as he's like turning the corner, I was like, why does he have so much makeup on man? Whoever did the makeup on this movie is really bad. And then, you know, they kill him and take off the mask. And obviously they had like purposefully done makeup to make it seem like he was wearing a mask. And I was like, wow, they're really, they're smarter than me. So <laughs> Maybe that's why his lips were so pink. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> I was actually kind of impressed by that. They they thought ahead. Um, during the opening credits of the Belly Dancers, all I could think was that if I was someone who had worked on this movie, I would be really pissed because the credits are so hard to read. Because it's just like on an undulating body the whole time. And <laughs> for most of them, there's like a second where they pause and you can read it. But I just felt bad for all those... I don't know. For Harry Saltzman and Cubby Broccoli. I like how his name is Broccoli. I mean, obviously, I don't feel bad for those people because those are like the two names that you obviously remembered. So they're obviously legible, but everyone Well, they made all the James Bonds. Did they? Yeah, they're the the two producers. Cool. Harry Saltzman. Something that I found out is that this was filmed at Pinewood Studios, which is the studio that their American branch is just outside Atlanta, where they film all the Marvel stuff. So... There's there's your Atlanta con- connection, the thing no one asked for. Um, Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Yeah. 
Um, my last note just says the chess match made no sense. From what <laughs> I could see of the board, there was no checkmate and there was no way that he would be checkmated within like the next few moves. So I don't understand why the guy just forfeited. Uh, that That's what I thought too. But then I was reading the trivia and it said that those moves were like from an actual like grandmaster chess match from like a year or two before the movie was made. I'll are take you, their word for sure it. Are you sure IMDb trivia? I don't believe it. Well, he got maybe the maybe it was like the middle of the match and they just ended it early for the sake of the thing, but it's the middle of the match. He gets a note on a piece of paper that's underneath the cup and right. then rips it up very quietly. In the middle of a room where everyone's staring at him. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like he's not discreet. He thinks no. he's being sneaky, but he's, he's very not bad. Sneaky. And you'd think that all right, you got a note from Spectre. All right, just forfeit it, right? In the game just make a bad move but no he just does two moves and wins like and why, wins it. what was the there was no pressure and then what you're gonna go and drive over to a, the boat like why would he need what there, it didn't uh, make sense it didn't me. make any sense but it was a cool set piece though because the it was the great floor, yeah and the room was beautiful and i was, was like wow beautiful. chess matches in the 60s must have been something to attend because this is really cool um also I paused it during that scene and you know how on Amazon Prime it like lists everyone that's acting in the scene. Yeah. The guy who was like calling the match, his his title was chess umpire, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. <laughs> um I don't really have much else to add. I mean it's like an early James Bond movie. It is exactly what you expect it to be. So I can't really say like, oh, I hated it because like Carrie said, it lives up to the expectation, you know. I did think the gypsy fight was very strange. The strangest part to me was that these two women were fighting over this guy, supposedly, and then Uh all of a sudden James Bond like wins them or something, and they're both okay with it. And they're like, forget the chief's son. He died. The chief's son just died. Oh, he died? Okay. I was really drowsy during that scene, so... I missed that. I missed that too, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> but that gives a lot of context. Yeah, James Bond is now really the new chess, the chief's he's son. The he's the replacement. Son. Yeah. New son. Okay. But he's really not because he's just going to leave. Right. Yeah. He's just there for one night and and what happens to them then? I don't know. Um, We're not even why sure they... why he's there. Like, there's He's no... there to protect himself. He but... couldn't spend his night in the hotel room. Why not? But they, but they were fighting because they both loved the same guy. Right. But then they were okay with loving a different same guy. Yep. Like they're just, they're like, well, it's kind of what we do. So, you know, just, we're already, we're in a groove here. Like, let's just stay the just course. Just go with it. No, no need um, to grieve. No yeah, need exactly. to grieve. Yeah. The fight was the grieving, the pre-grieving. I like I how James understand. Bond, during that whole gypsy fight where the other army came in, James Bond would just walk around shoot random people tip over tables push some people like he was just like haphazardly walking around the scene and just messing people up (laughs) that was another thing i hated how everyone held their guns and how they all shot their guns it's like you're not aiming you're just kind of like yeah haphazardly like carrie guns were different back then you have to understand you didn't have to aim them the best they all had four barrels you know the best gun was his sniper rifle was a point two two five? 
or a 0.25. It's It's like a 22. And it's got, (laughs) that's not going to kill anybody. I love it. Well, it it killed a freaking helicopter. So, and I guess that's a real gun and they still make them. So you can go get one. And it actually is a 22. They said it was a 25, but in real life, it's 22. Wow. Isn't James Bond's gun also a 22? A Walther PPK? Right? Carrie, look it up. I don't know. Is it Jason on the computer looking it up? Oh, no, we got a baby. You can't talk like that, Jason. (laughs) She pops up and looks around. (laughs) While Jason's looking that up, I didn't understand why they had to take their skirts off to fight. Oh, so they can be in their underwear. Oh, oh. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and also, I enjoyed the helicopter scene, but I also couldn't stop thinking that it was just a direct rip off of North by Northwest and the planes. But helicopters are new. So true. So, and that was the other thing I kept thinking of was, man, helicopters used to be really janky. How did anyone feel comfortable flying one of these? Yeah, I but mean, they, they didn't. did it. <laughs> they they yeah, died well, a lot. They didn't survive. <laughs> They still die a lot, honestly. But um, <coughs> yeah, that was interesting. Those are all my thoughts. Cool. Glad. Will I watch it again? Maybe. Sean will probably watch it at some point in his life. So I'm sure that I'll be in the room while it's on. What about other James Bonds? Did you see like Dr. No or Gold? Or what was it called? Goldfinger? I mean, like everyone else, I have probably watched many of them in the background of many a life event. <laughs> But um, what's the one with the one where he gets married on Her Majesty's Secret Service? That is like one of my mom's favorite movies. And it is actually, yeah, I think it's legitimately good. That's the Um, one with the other James Bond. Um, Yeah. Is it Lazenby? Yeah, George Lazenby. Who is not my favorite. I think Pierce Brosnan's Brosnan's my favorite too. um, He's pretty good. That's an enjoyable movie. Daniel Craig's not your favorite? I enjoy Daniel Craig. He's not my favorite, no. But I will watch the heck of part of those movies for the rest of my life. All right, rank them one to five. Top, Pierce Brosman. Second, what, Sean Connery? Yeah, Daniel probably. Craig? Oh, Paul. No, probably Sean Connery and then Daniel. <laughs> Wait, what did we say? Top is... Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Sean Connery. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Lazenby. Roger Moore. I oh, you don't Roger like Craig. Roger Moore? You hate no, him? he's the worst. No, I don't know what it is about him. He just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> Does anyone here like Roger Moore as their favorite James Bond? Does anyone in the world? I don't think anybody that was born in 1984 would. <laughs> Yeah. That's just because we're not anyone who prefers them. I don't know. If you're into camp, it's very campy. I'm in. I'm not into that kind of camp. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Jessica? Is that, is uh, that it? That's it. I'm sure I'll think of something else, but those are my main thoughts. Cool, Paul. You ready? Yes, sorry. I just had two of my three kids came home and the youngest was beating against the door, just like 
his mom was right behind him, ready to open the door, but he really wanted to knock on it like 36 times. And his older brother was asleep in just the next room. So that's what I was like oh, trying, to, trying to take care of and like not taking care of anything. <laughs> like, um, so just like classic dad move, like, oh, things are happening, but I'm too slow. And so that's what you just witnessed. Um, okay, so some of my thoughts. Hold on, the top five. Oh. You're number one. Oh, is- um, I got to be honest. I've probably seen like not even all the Daniel Craig ones. And he's probably like, those are probably most of the James Bonds that I've like ever seen in my life. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen live and let die. I don't know which one. Um, oh yeah. We forgot about um, what's his name. Oh, what's his name. <coughs> he's in living daylights. Uh, I, like I've seen Timothy Dalton. Life. Timothy Dalton. Yeah. So I'm I, sorry. I'd like to revamp my list. Forget yeah. Chris Brosnan. I was thinking of Timothy Dalton. He's my favorite. Forever. Timothy Dalton's <laughs> your favorite. Here. Everyone else is down here. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Oh, not okay. That's oh, totally different, James Bond. Yep. I know. I don't know why I said Chris Brosnan. He's fine. So. I've seen Live and Let Die. And the reason why I remember that is because my cousin, I was over at my cousin's house and like uh, there was a VHS of Live and Let Die. And we were both like 11 years old. And like at probably 10 different times, we like looked at each other and we're like, is it okay for us to even watch this? Like, like there are a lot of naked people, but there are a lot of dead people. And like, we Live just and Let Die has Roger Moore. It was a 1973 film. It's got Jane Seymour. She had like the playing cards that like tell people's future. Yeah. 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 And it was like disconcerting for me. I wasn't like not super familiar with the voodoo world anyways. So like I've, I've seen that one <laughs> and then I've seen um, a couple of the um james bonds that were directed by is it sam mendes is that does that seem right yeah those some of the more recent ones um like the skyfall i don't really know but like one where it one where he drove the really old car but it was daniel craig i can't remember and i think yeah well daniel uh, craig had casino royale and yeah i've seen that one and then the one after that i can't remember quantum of solace quantum of i have solace. the list so i have all the answers That's, what are what are the last five daniel craig it, so it's casino royale quantum of solace skyfall and specter and those two are the sam mendes ones and then mm. no time to die okay yeah so i've seen the sam mendes ones and casino royale <coughs> um and yeah so i, I don't know if, if my thoughts are going to be much deeper than anybody else's but i i like that you chose a film that we didn't necessarily have to have like both sides of our brain on or whatever, you know, although seemingly maybe it's not a thinker is not a thinker. And, but I feel like because we're prepped for thinkers, like there were often times where I was like, I just don't understand what's happening right now. Like, because <laughs> I don't know what country we're in I, because it's all kind of like California. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just want to know like what country we're in. Like, can you identify it by like the accent or anyways? So that was a thing. Well, they the used one- the heck out of that Budapest mosque. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was in like- every single It's the shot. Hagia Sophia. It's in Istanbul. Oh, Istanbul. I keep yeah. on saying Budapest. I'm yep. sorry, Jessica. That's okay. I'm yeah, Istanbul. So, yeah, we're in Istanbul um, with a guy who seemed like he had like a Latin X 
last name and yet he was asked to be the anyway, the guy from Turkey or whatever. So, okay. But then I was also like, there are multiple references to that guy that he's just this prolific father. Like he just has like a hundred, yeah. like hundreds of children or something. And so like when, when in the killer scene that Carrie was talking about where you actually see some really cool stuff, like in the, in the window and the reflection is there. But like, that's when the one guy finds out his dad dies, his dad dies. and he's just like, oh man, that's the worst. Well, here's like a cigarette case or something. And then he's just like, all right, thanks. Now I'm good. Um, so like, I don't think anybody gets to grieve in this, this, like not the, the two dueling gypsy ladies in their underwear, not sons who have just heard the news, like that their dad has been killed. Nobody, um, gets to, I, I think no, I know that I was confused who the main character woman was actually working for. Like I couldn't figure out the difference between Spectre and the Russians, but I, but I think that's probably because I was like socialized to just think that like, if they're bad guys, then they're the Russians and she's Russian. And so I don't understand anyways. <laughs> and then I was, I did keep thinking of the Austin Powers movies down to all of the um, stuff. Okay. So as I was watching this, I was like thinking like what's going to show up on Jason's list. And like, then it was a little bit more of an enjoyable watch for me <laughs> because male gaze wise, it's a tough watch. Like people like shooting guns in a not so cool way. Yeah. 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 But okay. So Sean Connery's nose hairs, like in the close up scenes of like making out, I'm like, Whoa, you could be a Hollywood leading man with a quarter inch of nose hair hanging out. And that was okay. Shoulder hair, back Shoulder hair, hair? Back, yeah, back chest uh, hair. It was just a hairy guy. Well, and the thing is, it's not like, it's not as if the Y chromosome has just stopped producing like that kind of hair, but that kind of hair doesn't exist on celluloid anymore. Right? Like that, like that's just not captured, like bick it down, et cetera. Jessica, I think they hadn't invented scissors yet in the 60s. <laughs> it could have been like just like basic like sheep shears kind of things. I, I don't know. Um, and so <laughs> and so that I was just like, wow, that's it, it was interesting to watch. And what you said too about like the barrel chestedness and dad bodiness, and yet these are the, like the tough guys. Um, so my favorite Robert Shaw. I think is when he's Henry the eighth in a man for all seasons. And I was just like, dude, this, I, and I didn't even realize that's who it was until he actually started speaking. Cause he spends five eighths of the movie more than that. Like, like having never uttered a word or whatever, but then you like hear him say, Oh, that's Henry the eighth from man for all seasons. But I also loved him in Jaws. Um, I think no blood like ever. So you can have plenty of like sex being filmed, but like no blood. And I thought I, I had recently watched um, A Clockwork Orange and I was like, that that still was probably in, in play even then, right? Where like you'd have these horrible rape scenes and stuff, but and nudity galore, but like blood was, was really not there. And then um, I guess my... My not mind-boggling thought was as I was watching it, it was like, oh, this is like a um, it's like a poor man's Alfred Hitchcock film, right? Like where it's got some interesting stuff, got interesting locations, got kind of like these archetypal characters and or the male gaze on high. 
Um, but then I was like, but it's like the B version of it instead of like somebody who pays attention to the framing and the colors and, and all that stuff. But, um, but I guess the thing that I was thinking too is like, um, is that Alfred Hitchcock was kind of considered a B director in a lot of circles for a long time until like some French directors said, hey, he's actually doing some really interesting stuff here. And so maybe it wasn't my place to like categorize them as A or B. Um, so that, that was, I'm, I'm the IMDb trivia guy today, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But that was, that was one of the other things was apparently they tried to get Hitchcock to direct this movie. Oh, really? And he, he didn't. And so that scene Jessica was talking about was like a direct homage to Alfred Hitchcock. Like he was oh. kind of involved, but then didn't end up actually working. Was it an homage or was it like an F you? Uh, <laughs> potato potato <laughs> yeah so uh i am doing what i always do when it's my turn which is ramble go nowhere and then not like just sit in the gray and then ask for somebody else to talk so um did you like it I think... where are you at on it mm, not particularly no um and and i don't think it's even because like i can't like forgive the era for... if you're gonna go in cold to sean connery james bond from russia with love in 2022 yeah after seeing all the parodies and yeah. all the other james bonds and the progression that's got to be rough i think since i have nostalgia tied to it it's yeah. better for me to go back and just like oh yeah the this was great and it's super cheesy and doesn't hold up particularly but then talking about it i can remember the good parts and then forget about like the gypsy camp and forget about all the problematic areas and just like oh yeah that chess scene was awesome <laughs> well and and that's actually like one of my my thoughts that i kept coming back to which was like scene by scene you have some really interesting stuff going but it just didn't feel like super complete to me as, as a film. Like the chess scene is, it's sweet, but then it's like, but then you just go into this place where the whole time you want to see the guy who's holding the cat, like let's see his face. And they like never let you see his face. Oh, the best part was Blofeld played by question mark in the titles <laughs> in the credits. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's not credited. Because it's like it supposed to remain a mystery of who plays Blofeld, and they don't reveal that for like <laughs> four different movies. <laughs> oh, does he? Does he keep showing up? Oh yeah, he's the main Spectre he's... and Blofeld are the main, uh, the main henchmen. There's like sub henchmen every movie. Uh huh. Like Goldfinger is a sub henchman, and Doctor No is a sub henchman. I can't remember who the henchman is in Thunderball. Which is which is the one where he goes like. Do you expect me to confess or something? No, I expect you to die. Or something that's like Goldfinger. That. That's Goldfinger. That's, that's the next movie. Okay, that's I've seen that one as well. Uh huh. Um, and that's a lot more popular <clears throat> than From Russia with Love, and that's kind of why I picked From Russia with Love because it's not as watched and not as popular. And I've seen I think the opening scene of one where, like, he gets he um, James Bond gets like folded up in a fold up bed. And then like he fakes like he's dead for a while, but he's not really because he's got 30 more movies to make or something. Mm -hmm. So um, 
Yeah, so it's probably it's probably not really like my wheelhouse as far as like the the kind of movies that I, I go for, but I was trying to just let the 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 early 60s of it wash over me, right? You know, like just oh, this is just what a movie looked like in this time. Um and you know, or even maybe that's what a 33 year old looks like who's never had SPF anything on his face. I don't know. That's right. Right. Like, um, yeah, he's but, definitely got a toupee on too. That's what I was wondering too. Like, was he already a bald 33 year old? Uh, yeah. Wow. At least more balding. So, really, like, really interesting there too, because you have a Jason Statham baldness where it's okay but a lot of full-headed people, full head of hair, but probably not really their real hair in Hollywood, you know? Yeah, that's like, true. Like, like the rock, Jason Statham, who else do we got? But you uh, just wonder about like the Brad Pitts and the Matthew McConaughey's and the Tom Cruises who have more hair now than they did when they were in their twenties. You're like, that seems illogical that that could be the case. So, um, but anyways, or the Elon so, Musk's yeah so anyways like no mind-boggling thoughts um i did find myself being drawn into it scene by scene but i did find like overall kind of feeling hollow as a a film because i i didn't like lock in with any of the characters i guess particularly yeah it's not a thinker that's for sure sorry hey it's fine it's it's from russia with love and i chose it and I'm known for picking movies that everyone doesn't love. Well, also, like you said, it doesn't have to be a thinker. It's inspired so many moments and other movies that for that reason alone, it's worth watching. Yeah, And I just remembered another original. reference that maybe is a real reference that I got, but have you guys seen The Saint? Yeah. With Val Kilmer, there's a moment when he says, guns make me nervous. And uh, yep. when he pulls out the gun, when he finds her in his bed, uh-huh. she says, guns upset me. And that just felt so much like that moment from the saint that I hope it's, I hope that's the connection. I don't know if it is. But when he finds her in his true. bed, they, that's in the bridal suite. And he goes and yeah. turns on a bath and instantly like steam shoots out. And then he walks away and finds her in his bed but he never turns the bath water off. Jason, do you have that in your notes? <laughs> no, okay. Also, from the saint, he goes, uh, it's so early, want to get some coffee or something? That's my favorite. I say that to Sean at least once a week. Why, <laughs> I don't know. It's the best part of the saint. And he's like applying chapstick very poorly <laughs> while he's saying it, I love it. It's so early. I want to get some coffee or something. <laughs> oh. I will stand by this until the day I die. That's one of the best movies ever made. Well, you should watch Val, the Val Kilmer documentary, and you will cry because it's tragic. We stand a hero. All right. Paul, you done? Jason, ready? Talk softly. Carry yeah. a big stick. Very softly. um okay this one i was kind of all i was kind of all over the place with this one okay at some point wait a second did did karen watch it karen did watch it did she like it i think she was 
okay with it. She didn't love it. At okay. All, but she didn't hate it. Hey, that's a glowing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> um, at some point, I stopped taking notes because I was running like it's a full page of notes. So it, it's just super corny, right? It's like just super, super ridiculous. Oh, Go no. Back Go back to sleep. <laughs> um, okay, we'll start with the very, very beginning. Love it. Uh, you see the, uh, the opening credits or whatever with the, the rifling, the, the gun barrel. Um, and then Bond shoots at the gun barrel person and then the blood washes over the screen slash gun barrel like that never made sense to me i mean i get it's yeah. like a fun graphic or whatever but that doesn't make any sense well the same thing happens when you get killed in golden i64 yes. Yes. it's iconic but it, it you is gotta a, keep doing it <laughs> but why, is it, why are you you're looking in the gun barrel there's no blood in the gun all right <laughs> was that opening scene like the the james bond was that like actually sean connery no it was some other actor yeah it looks like a not no in that opening scene before he falls on the ground and they remove the mask that is sean connery oh no, 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 no. we're like talking the, about the gun the gun the oh in the gun. intro never mind yeah yeah like it like at somebody wearing a hat right or something anyways mm -hmm. i'm sorry yeah it's not anybody that you know it's just some actor uh the <laughs> speaking of the mask that was ridiculous and amazing and i say amazing in quotes because it wasn't uh it was like so over the top but uh two things number one uh that was the uh the genesis of of mission impossible masks uh thing two was why like actually why is that person wearing a mask if anything it puts them at a disadvantage yeah and but why like is he is he trained only to kill james bond that's not true so why is he wearing him like will it put him in the right mindset no that's stupid that doesn't didn't make any sense it was a misdirect that was literally the only reason they did it but it was a dumb reason for wearing a mask okay um Oh yeah, the opening credits. I had the. I, I was fast forwarding it, and it just kept going. <laughs> it was just so much belly dancing with <laughs> with a projector on top. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, my my thought was this is the native dance of the people of this movie. So, uh, but then it kind of actually kind of turned into that for the gypsies, I guess. Uh huh. Is is belly dancing a gypsy thing or is it just like oh I don't know probably uh bet beta fish I put beta fish on here it sounds racist no matter what I mean yeah. it's probably exploitative but not real one way or another uh the beta fish was terrible it was a terrible terrible thing we did a beta fish uh episode for Quinn's Reptiles and uh, I mean, they were they were bred for thousands of years to fight. That's the reason why they are so hyper aggressive. I mean, the the wild species are aggressive, but they're you know they were bred for hyper aggression. Um, and Clint talks about in the episode, which I'm sure you guys have seen, so I don't think I need to rehash it for you all. 
but for our audience who may not have seen it, um, he talks about how the, uh, like in, in the wild, you get beat up. And if you're going to get beat up, you're like out of there. Okay, I, I'm going to lose. I'm out of here. But when you're stuck in a glass cube, there's nowhere to go. So it's, it's to death, right? And so that's what happened there. Um, um, the movie club 27, Three Identical Strangers had three plays three plays so pretty cool pretty cool (laughs) um the secret specter guy with the cat of course that was fun um there was a i feel like there was a lot of dubbed voices the whole movie was dubbed the whole movie yeah there's a few scenes that really stood out to me i was like this is annoying yeah Um, very bad but why the whole movie? I don't know. The whole movie was dubbed. That's just what they did, I think. Oh, uh, then there was the the creepy lesbian vibes that uh, that Cleb. The Cleb. Yeah, that was. That's that was... in the books. If you've read any Ian Fleming books, the bad guy is always homosexual, and Ian Fleming is terribly homophobic. So, like James Bond turns lesbians straight because of how sexy he is and i get that not then they die and the bad guys have normally have like uh are flamboyant or just like it's it's ian fleming's on james one so it's true to the source material is what that is okay uh now you said that this was the first movie with q which i find um awesome uh because q's fun yeah and and they put 50 gold sovereigns in that briefcase yeah Uh, (laughs) who knows when you're gonna need 50 gold sovereigns to buy yourself Um, a cigarette to save your life at the very end yeah uh but it's it's funny how with all the other movies every time q gives him a new gadget it's the perfect gadget for the perfect occasion and it's used 100% of the time, right? Like it's not, it's not like, oh, I got this gadget from Q like two years ago and I finally get to use it. No, he's gonna, he, it, it's that, it's the, if there's a gun in the first scene, it's gonna go off in the third scene or whatever it is, or the act. Yeah, um, like Schroeder's gun or something like that. Chekhov's yeah. gun. Chekhov's gun, Schroeder's cat. <laughs> Schrodinger's cat. Um, but yeah, that's, it, it's always, it always gets used every piece of it. Um, it's just kind of funny. Um, oh, the, he goes to the gypsy camp. We've talked about this. Dinner and a show, evidently. Um, and the so I I looked up, I, I Googled from Russia with love cast. Well, I looked up from Russia with love. And then push on the cast button. And if you look through, I'm going to actually share my screen so you guys can follow along. If you look through, you'll see that if the actor, their photo is of them in the movie, that's like the pinnacle of their, their career. So you notice she's, that was her pinnacle of her career. Um, but you'll notice also <laughs> the gypsy dancer. <laughs> oh no, that's the worst <laughs> picture. Oh, that's so sad. You don't even see her face. Oh, man. That's depressing. 
Oh, that's sad. Um, oh, you know the, the lady that he was making out with in the canoe at the first of the movie when From Russia With Love was playing? <clears throat> so she was actually in the first movie as well. So she's a recurring character. Her name's Sylvia Trench, and she comes back. So that's something. Does she come back multiple times? Maybe. I'm not sure. That's kind of cool, though. According to IMDb trivia, oh, cool, um, she was supposed to be a recurring character through all of them, but this was it only lasted for these two movies. So that's too bad. She was great. I don't, so I don't she was in the first bad. movie. The first time James Bond says Bond, James Bond, is when he's talking to her when they're gambling at Piquet? No, at some type of weird card game that they're saying like Blanc, car Blanc. And then there's, and then they just like gamble and you have no idea what they're playing. It's the best. I love these old games in the 60s. Um, Paul, you mentioned there's no blood. That is a lie. There's blood in the barrel, first off. And then there's blood. Touche, Jason. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> and then there's blood in, uh, I, I wrote this down. Uh, there was, there's, it, in the gypsy scene, his buddy gets shot in the arm. And you can clearly see him get shot, grab his arm, and like smash the, like make blood come from his hand on and but paint his arm essentially with the blood it was just like super cheesy well thankfully gratefully he recovers from that bullet wound in like a 48 hour period or something because yeah. then he's able to just like run away from some sweet rats in a like the sewer or whatever oh yeah, yeah the rats did that remind you of uh, indiana jones i thought so many parts of it did the boats seemed like ton like uh -huh. the last crusade yep. the, all, all kinds of it i think i think that was a tip of the hat that i didn't understand until i saw this movie actually yeah because we got old sean connery yeah but he's playing like a dorkier version you know yeah but he's still a ladies man who is giving stds and all that kind of stuff yep uh that's actually my next point it's a hot german ladies <laughs> uh do you think he has all the venereal diseases or just some of the venereal, or maybe most i don't I'm, i don't know how many because I, I know that's he's why not i know he's not doing protection let's be honest i think that's why at 33 he looks 57 because <laughs> he is he all of those are like acting on his face so, so simultaneous permanent yeah. wrinkles i'm like i'm looking at my face and i don't have like he's got deep crested wrinkles on that forehead i mean yeah pretty yeah. good that's like lead lined uh, tin cans and hearty english full english breakfasts i guess it's scotland huh i don't know what, what do they eat in scotland jessica a full english breakfast with haggis as well okay he he ordered breakfast in this movie it's green figs Oh, yeah. right. yogurt Yo yogurt and yep. coffee very black which I which is great. insane right because turkish coffee is known for being incredibly strong so you would it like it would be redundant to order turkish coffee very black that makes and no sense doesn't black just mean like no sugar no cream no milk like just the right. coffee so yeah, very so black means like 
yeah, like really, really don't add anything to you it. You better not add it. <laughs> also, why green figs? Like that was the grossest breakfast I've so ever weird. heard of. It's healthy though. <laughs> it's what Wait, gives you that was... James Bond dad bod. <laughs> was anyone else bothered that he ordered coffee in two different ways, like throughout the movie? Because at the beginning, he wanted it like what medium Me- sweet medium sweet which is another coffee order i'd never heard before maybe it depends on his mood you know he's entitled mm. to change his mind yeah for breakfast it's got to be very black but for midday he's got to wake up <laughs> i didn't hear him order any like famous james bond drinks like shaken not star- stirred vodka martini type things did he do that in the first movie chat yeah they had drinks I don't think that comes in like I, you can see that all the tropes aren't there yet, but most of them have started. But yeah, the drink order he ordered, he hasn't done a shake and not stirred. I'm not sure when the first time. Sean, do you have that trivia? When's the first time James Byrne orders vodka martini shake and not stirred? I don't know. There's no way to know. We'll never know. Um, okay, here's here's something that bugged me. And I'm sure it's just like, I don't know, it just bugged me. Um, so Bond blows the place up a day early. How was Spectre on the train, on the getaway train already? Oh, because Spectre's one step ahead of James Bond. And who are we to know? Okay. They're smart, is the answer. Like, how are they in the that museum? That museum scene took forever, too. You could hear that tour guide talking for, like, five minutes. <laughs> and they leave the package there. <laughs> Remember when there's, like, a... What's that thing called in a submarine? A periscope. When they, go like, go through the, the canals under this building. And then they have a huge periscope. Where is that thing sticking up in the middle of a room? It's like under a chair. You can see the chair legs in front of it. But the fact that no one sees it is, again, <laughs> insane because, like you said, a periscope is huge. It's a periscope. And they're like, it's too bad we can't hear. Like, they couldn't fit a microphone, but they could fit an entire periscope. <laughs> yeah, a microphone would be so much easier. <laughs> and... Okay, if you're like doing an embassy, that's like thing number one. What what am I build on top of uh-huh. that someone can like infiltrate or something? You know, like yeah. But they installed it when they had the embassy cleared out for a couple days or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I have a note of how did how did Spectre the Spectre guy infiltrate Bond, uh, and I think it was going back to the like how did he know the code words oh he overheard it on the train was that it that was okay that was the cool scene where he was like following in the train i didn't know he could hear him i guess but yeah the windows were open i don't know (laughs) um i hope that i hate and i love where they tell you everything before they kill you like i and then and then he was like they want me to kill you but I'm I don't I'll decide on how I do that or something like that like just no just shoot the guy and walk away like I don't understand why we're doing this well why didn't Clegg just come in and shoot James Bond at the very end instead of pulling out her poison tip shoes for reals 
that's in here too it it doesn't make sense but i have i have a part that i love about her at the very end that she takes the time to like throw her wig off so she's like she's like i die with dignity it's me (laughs) maybe in a maid's costume but i still want you to know like this is not my natural hair it was me i swear (laughs) i'm a natural redhead (laughs) i'm not gray (laughs) um let's see Okay, it, the 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 okay. I skip a lot because because I mean this was the part that I was like, there's too much nonsense going on. Um, the helicopter scene that was kind of fun. It kind of reminded me, was it North by Northwest with the the airplane or whatever? Was, they did a better job of it, by the way, than than the helicopter. But like, why are there not guns? Why is James not shooting at them? Why do they only have stinking like 20 grenades but no guns up there that they can shoot i don't understand why are you trying to run him over what like yeah why couldn't they just hover you could just hover above him and drop you don't have to come swoop that's the whole point of a helicopter (laughs) what 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 will happen let's assume like are they aiming with the blades or are they aiming with like the bottom of the like what is their goal here i don't understand Hey, settle uh, down. Don't wake up a baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, when the helicopter crashes, this yeah. is this is something that bugs Karen. Actually, I will notice like little weird things, uh, like inconsistencies or whatever. But when the plane when the plane crashes, you see Bond kind of running or sorry, running away from the helicopter towards this like mound. And then you see another guy in the same Bond suit running towards the screen. And so there's like a split second where you see the stunt devil uh, hiding and Bond jumping up uh, or, or uh, Sean Connery jumping up at the same time. And I'm like, wait a second, I got to rewind. And we had to watch it over to, to, to confirm my suspicion. You beat it, Jason. You beat the system. Yeah. Uh, cheesy lines. I mean... There was just so many, especially at the end. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay. Why was there a boat? I don't know. They it had was, a helicopter. That whole Why boat, was, there a boat? was unnecessary. <laughs> like, they literally had a helicopter. There's no point in having, like, maybe it's backup. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. Uh, he jumps on the boat. What's the first thing that James Bond does when he jumps on a boat? Anybody? No, what does he do? He puts on a boat captain. That's hat. right, he's got his hat on. <laughs> like immediately, oh, I'm gonna put this guy on. All right, I'm the captain now. He's got a toupee, man. He's gotta keep it on somehow. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Did you see how he pushed the guy off too? He used like three fingers to like push the guy like out of the boat when he's like, it's just not your day. He's like <laughs> like et fingers or whatever so. so cheesy so cheesy um the the boat fire scene was intense whoever i think somebody mentioned that that was uh um but also i mean you could tell i could tell that it was like oh there's a line right here and a line right there and look the explosions go exactly that way and and i don't know just yeah so. there's no way dropping barrels behind your boat are going to make horizontal lines behind you no you got it right um 
<laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, then I skipped to the uh, the hotel with the old woman. Why didn't she just shoot Bond? Like she yeah. was she's she's distracted on the phone. You yeah. wanted re- like that was half of it. You wanted revenge on Bond. Shoot Bond in the back. Like what is going on? A classic James you Bond villain thing is the main henchman is getting mad at the sub henchmen for not doing their job right. And then there's like a trick moment where you think Clegg's going to get killed, but then it was actually the chess player that got killed. Yep. That is a trope that isn't every single James Bond going forward. I just want to say that I think that Jason had high expectations. <laughs> lower your expectations. I've seen this before. But I think I'm spoiled on the new bonds. Yeah. Oh, we could go through that new bond and talk about wise. Holy cow. There's, oh man, I do not like the the bad guy in that new James Bond, the newest one. Oh Rem- yeah. He was the worst. Um, That's all. So she dies and then Bond says, well, she had her kicks or something stupid. Just those lines. What the heck? <laughs> um i did notice the question mark in the credits and i'm like wait did they forget who they <laughs> like for like 30 seconds my wife and i were like did they, did they not look up who they paid to do this like what is the problem and then i figured it out it was the the cat cuddly the cat guy yeah <laughs> um the funniest part of this uh of this so far was Carrie's description of the meat cute <laughs> of the two. <laughs> I love that. that yeah, is their meat cute? That was. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, the meat cute was her just laying in bed. It was was her seeing a photo of Bond, <clears throat> falling in love, therefore willing to defect from from the the communists over to capitalism i guess all because he was so dreamy eyed that she had to uh she had to leave yeah yep that that is all great guys thanks so much for watching this movie who is next on the list sean <clears throat> well if william shows up it's him oh but if he doesn't then it's just oh wow so who's, start- after, who's after Jessica, by the way? Because I, I don't want to be surprised. It's it's Jessica, it's then, me, then right? Carrie, yeah. then Rachel, then me, then you, Jason. So we got we got a few before we're back to you. What was Jason's last pick? Was it Peanut Butter Falcon? The Peanut Butter Falcon, yeah. That's what yes. it was. Shia, Shia, Shia. That's all. Oh, yeah, it was Shia LaBeouf. That was the song. Sometimes that comes back into my mind. Like that music. <laughs> Shia the Buck music. Was that the out. first time you heard it? Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm so glad I was there to expose you to it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, oh, yeah. Anybody read anything? Anything good? Mm-hmm. We listened to Harry Potter one on our audio or on our 
trip down a hurricane. That's fun. Does that count? Yeah. Oh, uh, I did. I read Find Your Why by Simon Sinek because Will asked me to be his life coach. Life coach? No. The presenter, narrator. I don't know. The person that helps him find his why. So we had a five-hour discussion on Sunday. Wait a second. You and Will had a five-hour discussion about oh, finding, finding his, his why? Mm-hmm. And you didn't record it as a podcast? <laughs> he doesn't have time to watch a movie and me. <laughs> he, he was too busy finding his Do why. Do we smell bad? <laughs> yeah, what was, what? like two words, what was the why? Did we find it? I feel like that's probably private information. It, it is. I, I Will would need to expose it. Oh, I'll tell you what my why is. Tell him to come and tell us about it. Cozy and movie. Two words. Creature comforts. You don't even need to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Did you go back to do your why too, Jason? um no i'm not some self-reflecting i suck at self-reflecting i do i i'm not an introspective person and and like and that would be really difficult for me that's slightly introspective of you to be able to know that about yourself fyi yeah know thyself (laughs) wait is no like know your why is like your why of existence like your why of what's what are you unpacking kind of like why you get up in the morning like what what motivates you if you're excited about something um like what is the actual root reason Mm. why you're excited to do to do those things to make sacrifices to to i mean if it's the job you do why do you actually like your job or is it just like some other aspect of it or you get stuck in what you get stuck in Yeah, yeah yeah i gotcha that's probably a good thing to do. I'm going to pass, though. Thanks for the offer, Jason. Hard pass. I'm, I'm not going to be. That was a that was a taxing five hours. Well, it sounds like it's your calling in life to be the the guider of finding each one of these group members. Why? Always the bridesmaid, be. never the bride. <laughs> That's right. Until after at the very end, when you think all hope is lost. <laughs> then you then you'll find your why (laughs) it's very fun (laughs) anybody else read any books rachel's been reading a ton uh paul you've been reading anything yes um so i mean that's that's what i do for a living so i'm trying to think if i've read anything that you guys should read though oh all right i have read a ton of books but what I am going to try to read between now and the next time we meet. Okay. Do you know the guy who made like Requiem for a dream and the fountain and mother, like pretty hard hitting films, right? Yeah. So he just wrote a children's novel and it just came to me from the publishers this week, Darren Aronofsky's like, I, I don't know. Like, and I, I saw that name. I was like, no, I mean, like, that's like, I don't even know how to how to make sense of that, like based on his films or something, you know, it's like 
Tom York's picture book or something. You're like, I don't know what to do now. So I, I will come back and report. That just came in this week. So I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Nice. All right. Did we give you enough time, Jessica, or do you need a week to think about it? Oh, I didn't need any, any time. I have a list. I have been keeping it for months. <laughs> <laughs> I will read you this list. Tell me which of these movies you want to watch. Okay. The new Emma. Mm, I love it. I cried at it. It's really good. It's great, but I figure a lot of you guys have probably already seen it. Um, the Saint, uh, same. I just want to watch it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, the, Fugit the Fugitive. Ooh, yeah. Which I have seen, but it's been a very, very, very long time since I watched it. Um, a Werner Herzog movie called Cave of Forgotten Dreams, huh. which is really beautiful and charming um xanadu <laughs> i love or, xanadu it's it's an experience there's so much um, roller skating there's just a lot going on um or moonfall what's moonfall it's the latest roland emmerich disaster movie oh yeah where the moon falls also, what if the just moon falls? a feature-length ad for Alexis. It's it's amazing. It's, it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. Oh, fun, fun choices. What are you going to pick? It's your choice. You, we can't. I don't know. What we can't influence. Guys... There's no influence. This is just from your gut. I need I need influence. You can't say no influence because everyone always influences these decisions in the past. No, this is fun. Which of these movies have you guys not seen? I have not seen Emma, and I would be excited to see it. I've not seen the new Emma. You haven't watched it? Rachel, have you watched it? It's not like the new Persuasion. What? It's a lot what? better than the what? new Persuasion. It's actually good. Yeah. Like the, the only movies on your list that I've seen, I haven't seen for like 20 years. So I might as well have not seen any of them. Yeah, That's I haven't seen The Fugitive in a long time. I know. <clears throat> I haven't seen The Saint in a long time, but I have the DVD. For some reason, at I think it was my 12th birthday party, I had a bunch of friends over for like a movie party and we watched The Fugitive. That was like my favorite movie of the year I was 12. <laughs> Why? Um, well, I guess let's do The New Emma since it's new and it sounds like most of you guys haven't seen it. Oh, I say that, but I don't actually think it's available anywhere for free. It was um, like last month. I saw it for free. Was it? Maybe it's off of now. It's on, Amazon oh, it's on Amazon Prime freebie with ads. Oh, boo. Okay. It was free. Now it's not, huh? Yeah. It looks like it might also be on Paramount Plus if you guys have that, if anybody has that. Oh, did I miss anything? Anybody else have anything to add? Anthony, we missed you for two months in a row. Please come back. Forgot to take a picture for all of our viewers. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Turn on the... Oh, no. Where'd it go? Snipping tool. There it is. New. Everyone smile. Three, two, one. Just a regular, just a regular smile. No, we're good. We're good. Oh, okay. Didn't hear it click. <clears throat> Oh, it's just a 
Yeah, I don't think it I'm clicks. Just, I'm, I'm just kidding. It would be awesome if it did. Um, the movie club. What's this called? Love Russia with love. What kind of dog is that, Rachel? That did is, you make that quilt? It's a miniature poodle. Yeah. And yeah, there's there a poodle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is Cameron's quilt. Yeah. That's his name on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Cameron's quilt. Everyone sleeps with a quilt. George. And then there's like shelves and George shelves Cameron of quilts. <laughs> can they hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, you're. Yeah, you can hear me. Can't hear me. All right, that's it. I move. That we adjourn this meeting of the movie club. All in favor say aye. aye. All opposed aye. say no, nay. The ayes have it. I'll let you know if I need the recording, Jason, but we should be good. See you guys. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <gasps> the date, Jessica, in November. Uh, let me look at my calendar. It's only Rachel that we lost. We normally do Tuesdays for Anthony. Most important one. We might send a text out and say, Anthony, when can you meet next in November? What day is Thanksgiving? Is that 24? Yeah. Yes. So the 22nd is not a good week. It's either the 15th or the 29th or the 8th. If we keep on the Tuesday train. Could do the 15th, could do the 29th. Neither of those work. Anybody have a preference of what they can't do? Pretty much any day after 7.30 Eastern, I'm free. I think the 8th will be a little bit better. The 8th? Of November. If I, if I had to pick between the 15th and the 8th. What about the 29th, Jason? December. 29th is fine. We can do 29. 29th of November. Are you all done? Are you awake? Yeah, let's Are you do awake? All right, let's do 29. Give us a month. All right, see you guys. Love you, Jason. Bye.